It's just in another coward in control Scared by the sound so he hides in a hole He'll call on the guards to trample the crowd Cause the louder they get, they silence his power we're so pathetic You believe it cause you watched it You believe it cause they said it Now everybody stay home and rust Oh Jesus, what happened to us? Christ almighty It's Water Park Wednesdays, bud We do it every Wednesday in June and July If you didn't get the memo or the brochure or the email Sorry you didn't make the cut Yo, and uh when Miley Cyrus said, uh, everybody in line for the bathroom trying to do lines in the bathroom, I felt that because, uh, because I do drugs. Well, well, I used to, I'm, uh, I'm quitting because I made a promise with, uh, well, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, it's a, it's summer, you know, and it's early, but, uh, yeah, I, I will be, I will right. figure it out. But yeah, you know, I felt that, I felt that Miley. Love you, girl. What a bundle of energy you are, sir. This yeah. is very exciting. I've always wondered what it would be like if Kenny Powers had a baby with Beetlejuice. Oh, no. <laughs> this is very exciting. Look, I don't know. I don't know. Good point. Say my name three times. Look out. <laughs> Uncle Laser. Welcome back to another very special episode of Andrew Says. They're all special, aren't they? Joining me now, two great artists, five times August, um, musician, lockdown extraordinaire, and Uncle Laser, one of my new favorite comedians, now of all time, I think. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Yeah, doing swell. Well, your audio is cutting out. I don't like that. Um, we got to get all the Uncle Laser we could possibly get. Um, Brad, I want to start with you, and I want to talk a little bit about censorship, and the stuff is going to cross over for both of you guys. Um, a lot of your songs, obviously, are like about the lockdown, about Fauci and all this stuff, and one of my friends just got his album taken down from uh, iTunes, Apple, have you faced, I think one of your videos got banned from YouTube, right? One of your music videos? Yeah, so they, well, I've had a few attacks from okay. YouTube on, on the censorship, yeah. Um, they went after my video, Sad Little Man, and they removed that from search results for a little while. And um, they marked my video called Jesus, What Happened to Us. Uh, they put an age restriction on it and demonetized that. They demonetized two other ones so yeah it's they ha they haven't pulled them all together but they are definitely suppressing them and, and trying to you know prevent them from reaching a larger audience have you noticed a big drop off on viewership or numbers on the platforms since they started doing that yeah i mean you can definitely tell when they're doing that i i mean when you follow the your your stats on the back end of things and you look at your data you can see the numbers and they'll be going up or maybe somebody will share them like when glenn beck shared sad little man they skyrocketed but at that same time within that 24-hour period um they removed it from the search results so then you saw them trickle down real fast and 
I've experimented with it myself. Like that video in, in particular, it's probably my most popular video. Um, I have two uploads of it on my YouTube channel, and one is the one that they messed with, and the other one um, is the exact same metadata, exact same title. I didn't re-edit the video at all, and they've left that one alone. So it's interesting to see, you know, how they how they do mess with some of them, and some of them get left alone. Yeah, I think it all has to do with algorithm or something. Now, the reason I brought you guys both on is because I think there's some crossover here with so many, you know, people getting censored from comedy clubs. My friend Ben Bankus, uh, Brad, you probably know who that is. He's been, uh, he had a show canceled the night before. Of course, they did that to Dave Chappelle in, I think it was Chicago. At that Was it Chicago? Or it was a famous theater. It might have been Milwaukee. And then another friend of mine, Danny Mullen, had a show canceled. This is all because of their material. Laser, now that you're blowing up, first of all, I'd like to preface this. When I discovered Laser from the podcast Kill Tony, I think you're around 5,000. And I checked back the other day, you're 55,000. And I want to show a couple of your videos soon because you're just blowing up. Have you had to face any of this? Any of the guys you know doing stand-up uh, face any cancellations or censorship lately? Being, you know, being like restricted in comedy clubs, um, that hasn't, that's not, that's not really a thing, or at least hasn't been a thing down here in Texas. But I've noticed like on my TikTok, because before I blew up on Instagram, I have like 140,000 followers on TikTok. And I mean, look, the other day I posted a video of hitting a golf ball out of my buddy's uh, butthole. You know what I'm saying? Just an absolute, struck an absolute pure three iron out of the, the top of his butt crack. I mean, the best golf shot I've ever hit in my life. And it, it's trending. It's getting a lot of views. And then all of a sudden I get a, I get a, a, a system notification from TikTok saying, we have to take down your video for violating community standards. But yet there's women, half-naked women on here, shaking their ass and selling CBD gummies. You know what I'm saying? But that don't get taken down. But me just striking a pure three iron out of my buddy's, the slit of his butt crack is what it showed and they took me down. So yeah, that that's becoming a little bit more of a problem. Instagram hasn't started doing it yet, but I'm anticipating as I get uh, as I get a little further along, they probably will because a buddy of mine, a comic I just opened up for last Sunday, uh, Rocky Dale Davis, he got in a bunch of backlash for like an older video he posts where he's just talking about being like in a white trash. I mean, his name's Rocky Dale Davis. He sounds like a NASCAR driver. You know what I'm saying? And he reference he references white trash in one of his videos, and they want to like block his account for it. I, I, I just everybody's so goddamn soft now. I don't quite get it. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Um, with with this all this going on, uh, Brad, do, do you think there's going to be a swing out of this? And this is something I ask people a lot, whether it's with the other platforms or with the ones most people are currently on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. Do you think they sort of ease off a little bit, or or is this an a permanent thing now do you think is this going to be forever that certain viewpoints or like laser saying because he used the term white probably or it's i don't know i guess it's a man's ass it's different but do you think this swings back or do you think it just stays this way permanently because because to, to me yeah. it's like they're missing out on a lot of money laser posts this video and they could run ads on it or whatever they do to make the money off TikTok. you get a five hundred thousand views and they can still make money off of it. And I know they do that on YouTube where they'll, where they'll still monetize videos for YouTube, 
even though the creator doesn't get the um, the revenue, but it would encourage people to post more if they did get that revenue. Do you think it, it stays this way permanently? Uh, well, it's not about money. It clearly isn't about money because they are just taking, you know, they, they, my videos, anybody's video, can, yeah, comedy videos that get that could be or are going viral, um, they remove them from the platform. So they're not, clearly not in it for the creators. They're not in it for the money. I do see it. Um, you know, I, I think what happens is over time, they just sort of die off and they kill themselves slowly over time because what's going to happen, I think, is content creators on our side of the spectrum are going to keep growing and getting bigger and we're going to be changing, we're going to be shifting the cultural conversation through what we're doing. Um, and they're going to fall by the wayside. And so, you know, we're all on other platforms We're, you know, I'm not just on the big ones. I'm just not just on Twitter or Facebook or YouTube. I'm on Getter and BitChute and Rumble and Truth. And there's other options out there. It's they hold themselves up on a pedestal like they're the greatest thing. To me, I just treat them like social media websites. Like that's all they are. They're just ones and zeros. And at the end of the day, there's another place to go um you know i'm just there right now because those on the big ones because those are the battlegrounds that, that that's where you can actually create dialogue between two uh two different sides and as ridiculous as it is sometimes and um you know maybe uh unproductive because everybody's at each other's necks that's still where you can you have a, a glimmer of maybe uh, uh waking somebody up just a little bit you know it's going to take a lot of lot of content to do that but i think over time that's what you do laser maybe another you post a lot of videos of you singing is that someone are you in a band or anything is that something we can w go and watch you somewhere and perform no uh, no that's just me doing shitty karaoke stuff no i used to be in a band but i play harmonica but i don't sing i got a frog in my throat man i don't have a i got a face for radio you know what i'm talking about i don't i don't have what they call the voice of an angelic angel <laughs> Olivia, let's uh, queue up a couple of his Instagram videos I sent you, and I just want to play this for the audience. This is pure fun on my part. This is basically how we all fell in love with Laser. For those of us who got into him after we saw him on a couple podcasts, can you get? Can you pull those up for me? Uh, some of these Instagram reels, you'll see them, Brad. It's just Laser talking. I guess to himself, but to his audience in the mirror. Laser, has this always been like your style before comedy? Were you just this guy and somebody was like, you should do this on stage? Yeah, so I had a Snapchat a uh, long time ago and I would just make videos bored at work. And a buddy that I played baseball with back in the day was like, dude, start sending me some of your videos. I'll make you a TikTok. Look, dude, I don't know how to work an Excel spreadsheet. I mean, this Skype call is the most intellectual thing I've done in my lifetime. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. So I just sent it to him and he made it. And then one of them took off. And ever since then, it's just been kind of whatever. So you kind of play with what works and what doesn't. Like, there's things that I'll make, content that I'll put out that I think is fucking hilarious. And it won't pop the same as stuff that I don't think is as funny. So you just kind of hone it in and find what works and what doesn't. And then it's all kind of based on the algorithm, but really it just takes one video. Cause then when your follower count grows, anything you post is going to get a significant amount of traffic and it just kind of goes from there. Okay. I think we okay, have, these, I think queued we have up. these queued up. 
when you're Brad, ready. you're 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 welcome. You're welcome in advance, buddy. <laughs> Make sure we got the volume. Sure got the volume. I already love it. I already love it. No fucking way. Not back to back two nights with the Stone Cold jerseys getting ready to cause an absolute fucking ruckus. I mean, stay home if you're sick. Come through if you're thick. Eat a dick, suck a butt. We're out of here, boys. My word, can we take an absolute fucking gander? <laughs> I mean, look, Ethel and Barbara's fucking Sunday Funday brunch is about to get absolutely fucking thicker because. They don't make a goddamn carbon fiber hit that can withstand the actual <laughs> thrust power that is going to be bestowed upon them. They said, hey, Lazy, you want to go on down there to Austin, take a little short bus with a stripper pole we can get all fucked up on? I said, you had me at short bus. I used to ride them in grade school. <laughs> My word. They don't stand a fucking chance here. <laughs> We're running absolutely rampus around here. Just rumpus and rampus, having all sorts of kinds of trouble. All right, before we get to the next one, how long until you get an offer from professional wrestling for this? I don't know, dude. So many people tag WWE and all that stuff, and they're like, dude, you need to be a wrestler. You need to, the WWE need to, but dude, look, I'm five, six and a half. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, if I was six, four, I could probably be the president of the United States. I kill people for a living, but I just, I, I walk around smelling people's farts all day. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not very big. So, optical illusions. Optical illusions. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's play the other one, Olivia, before I die. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> Not again. Not with the fucking belly skin black, Luke Casey's all black Wranglers and a fucking NW fucking O <laughs> Sting WCW 1998 Intercontinental Champion with the... Livestock show and rodeo, dude. Should we work backwards or forwards? It don't fucking matter. They keep asking me, yo, how is it you just look better than everybody everywhere you go? It's easy. All right? We're just doing fucking better than you. Blowing out backs at an unprecedented rate. My God. Oh, yeah. Shout out to my mama for giving me this chain that she pulled off the, my grandpa before he died. <laughs> what a treat that is. That's a little $2,600 little fucking piece of jewelry watch it work my god step back look at it crowd glutes are looking fucking absolutely incredible they stand no chance get off the tracks when the fucking trains coming <laughs> as long as we have you on a tv show on a stage on anything and just doing something like that it's a winner i'm afraid like that's all we do we just inject you as a character onto a sitcom and just get you to do that that show's going to the top i promise you i appreciate that but boy i don't ever really listen to the playback i sound like an idiot wow okay <laughs> <sighs> mm. oh, oh. okay let's get to some news you guys uh <laughs> In, so, in New Orleans, and I thought this was funny, something Laser could comment on, the mayor of New Orleans got caught um, upgrading all of her flights from coach to first class. Um, there's apparently some rule where they're supposed to, I guess city workers are supposed to go for the lowest possible price for a flight and they have to pay the difference. Um, she's saying she has to upgrade to first class. Do we have this, Olivia? Yeah, she has to upgrade to first class because of racism. So I thought this was a great clip. Let's show this. Yeah, play from the beginning up until like the Fox News or whatever part comes in. Just get her words. 
Mayor LaToya Cantrell is refusing to pay the city roughly $29,000 she charged this year to upgrade her city air travel to business in first class. Here's her quote. My travel accommodations are a matter of safety, not of luxury. As all women know, our health and safety are often disregarded and we are left to navigate alone. Anyone who wants to question how I protect myself just doesn't understand the world black women walk in. incurred doing business on behalf of the city of New Orleans will not be reimbursed to the city of New Orleans. One thing is clear, I do my job and I will continue to do it with distinction, with dignity and integrity every step of the way. And so that's what I have to say on that. The city's travel policy states employees are required to purchase the lowest airfare available and that employees who choose to upgrade from coach economy or business class flights are solely responsible for the difference in cost. Unless we're missing it, Stu, I, I believe we work in news. Is there some sort of violent trend against black women on flights across the country that fly coach? I haven't heard any okay, examples of that. I want to get Laser's take first here. Is this, is this a good excuse? Or are you going to be using this one? Oh, man. Boy, well, this is what we're talking about. Um, listen, I'm, this may be a hot take, but look, I actually flew the other day on Southwest. I usually fly I usually fly Delta. And I didn't realize on Southwest, it ain't assigned seating. You just got to pick somebody to sit next to, and that's god-awful. Because I must have a face that says, hey, let me tell you all my fucking problems about how I beat my wife and how my life is just shitty. So I get why she wants to go to first class so you can pick your own seat at your own discretion. I understand that. I mean, it's what an extra two, three hundred dollars to do that. Maybe just pull that out of your pocket. But I mean, I understand why she wouldn't want to sit in economy. But uh, <laughs> man. That's the news. Is that real news? I haven't. I didn't even see that in the news. Is that a real thing? Like that? They're making a big stink about that. It's uh, twenty thousand dollars or something extra that she uh, she used in upgrades. She's refusing to pay back. Brad, is there? What's your take on this? Is are you going <laughs> to be charging these to your record label or something? <laughs> no, I don't have a record label. That's 2022 news right there. That's what we're talking about, isn't it? Um, it's always some hypocritical sort of double standard take. Uh, yeah, that's just funny. I mean, although, you know, can you blame? Have you have you been on a plane lately? I where like you have you noticed when you get to the back of the plane, the seats get like just a little smaller. So if you get the back ones, like. It's like this, so maybe I have to sympathize with that, that she, she just doesn't want to sit in the back with the pores. <laughs> it's a valid it's a valid complaint. Um, Laser, I heard on, in some of your performances you came from the oil patch. This is where you worked. Um, can you tell us what that transition has been like from going from, because you, you told me you were two weeks on, two weeks off. You got to go all the way over to Texas to do comedy and everything. What's that been like for you? Do you see yourself transitioning full-time to uh, comedy? Is this a lifestyle you can balance moving forward? What has this been like for you? Uh, man, I'm still kind of honing it in and whatnot. You know, because to make a video on the internet just saying goofy shit for a minute, it's pretty easy. But to transition to that in like 10 to 15 minutes in front of a crowd of people, you kind of have to work a different dynamic. So I'm still kind of learning, you know, kind of honing in that craft. But until 
it becomes monetary, you know, to the point where it's sustainable to, or pretty comparable to, uh, you know, what I do when I'm out there. I, I, you know, yeah, I would like to take the leap and, and just do it full time, but I'm not just going to quit my job and be a struggling comedian. You know what I'm saying? And be poor. Cause I've been poor my whole life and that shit ain't fun. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's, and honestly, I kind of like going back out, uh, for the two weeks back out to the work. Cause out there, you know, I don't drink. I follow my diet regimen. I, I, I kind of get my mental focus back. I come down from that high and like, I'm just a normal person. And I kind of like that balance in between it. Now, with all this stuff about um, like like the oil prices and the gas prices and the inflation, has this effect? Do you, like, do you notice this working on the ground? Does this affect your job at all, or you just go in every day and do what you're there to do? Does this affect you or your friends or your coworkers in any meaningful way when we get these ebbs and flows of these huge gas prices and you know? the 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 Putin stuff and and the shutdown pipelines or does it all relatively stay the same on the ground when you're actually doing the job? Hey, you know, oil prices are we're busy and we're shorthanded, right? So we're working. If I wanted to work more than two weeks, I could certainly find the work to do it. But when it slows down, you know, when oil's, you know, West Texas Intermediates, you know, thirty forty dollars a barrel, you know, the rig count drastically shuts down, and then. You know, you are, I just have been fortunate to not ever be laid off. But I mean, I know guys that I've worked with forever get laid off and never come back. So, I mean, I know it's not great for the consumer at the pump, but higher gas prices is, you know, essentially better for my line of work. And which about the pipeline thing, one thing I've always known, one thing I've always noticed is when a Democrat is in office, uh, gas prices are usually higher and we usually work a lot more versus when a Republican is in office, it's different. And the most of the majority of people in the oil field, you would say to some extent is probably Republican, just a bunch of good old blue collar boys. But I've always noticed that it's the opposite trend of which when a Democrat's in office, they shut down the Keystone pipeline. Well, if you shut down the Keystone pipeline, how are you supposed to get that fuel from the ground to the manufacturer, to the plants, right? You got to truck it. So in turn, the, the price point is just going to go up because it's costing more money to now get that fuel from point A to point B versus if you kept the pipeline open, gas prices would come down. I don't think people realize that as much as they should. This is how we get you as a, a business analyst on one of the big networks, Laser. Um, are there still people you know, lining up to do these jobs? I know um, some reports I've read and seen lately about policing, for example, uh, I think it was also in New Orleans, but they've run out of police officers, people quitting on the job. There's not enough people there. There's a lot of attacks on, you know, gasoline and oil manufacturing. Are there still enough people coming in, lining up for these jobs? Um, has there been a shortage or basically the same? I mean, if you want to if you want to work, you can find work out there for sure. And I mean, as long as there's ways for people to put, you know, food on the table and money in their pocket, there's going to be people that want to come out there and get it. Now, it's hard work, and it's hot as shit, and there's tarantulas everywhere, and there's biggest birds. But, I mean, if you ain't scared of that, you can come get that work for sure. I didn't know about the spiders. This is You're going to have to send me some pictures of that. I'm terrified of them. Yeah. yeah. I, the other day, <laughs> the other day I was driving to work, right? And as I'm approaching the lease road, I see a line, like a black line, looks like water trickling down the across the road. And as I got closer, I realized it was not water, not a water leak or something. It was 
I would say handedly five to 10,000 male tarantulas running along a path in a straight line. And I go, what, what is that about? Well, apparently the female like drags her abdomen across the ground and those male spiders will fling to her for up to 300 miles. I can't even get someone to text me back. You know what I'm saying? And these dudes are walking 300 miles to go get some of that spider puss. What a treat, dude. What a treat. What a love story. Yeah, unreal. Nature's crazy. <laughs> you could also voice over nature videos. I'd watch that, too. Um, oh, Netflix, BBC, uh, nature videos featuring Uncle Laser. Brad, all this talk that uh, we've heard, um, the California thing was a big story about you know, we're not going to produce gas-powered vehicles by 2030 or 35, forget which. Then the next week they t they say don't charge your electric vehicle. Do you think this is going to affect the market in this way? Do you think people are going to still, they're, they're being pushed very much towards buying electric vehicles. But do you think most people are aware, first of all, how it's being powered to charge their vehicles, where the batteries come from? And do you think people are thinking about how, at, at some point, the government could just be like, oh, sorry, we're shutting the power off, which is what they're doing in places like California and in that one situation in Colorado. I think the people that they're marketing it to aren't thinking about it, but people on our end are. I mean, I, I posted just yesterday a, a few pictures of some lithium mines, which are gigantic gapes in, in Earth. They don't look very Earth-friendly. But, um, yeah, there's a whole lot of... Uh, behind the scenes work to get that electric car battery in there that are pretty detrimental it seems like in the long run if every single person is going to be uh supposed to be driving an electric vehicle i was saying why why if this is all about saving the earth and clean energy why aren't they focused on like water powered cars or just going back to the horse and buggy like, but doesn't that make more sense <laughs> <laughs> well, I think there was like a, an aqua car in the 70s, or maybe I just learned that from The Simpsons. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> water-powered cars. It's going to get to a place, I think, where everybody gets so jaded by all these things. I mean, you can love Elon Musk and, and then find out where his batteries are coming from. You can love the doctors, and then they tell you that you can't go to work and everything. I think every institution is continuously getting milked and used by politicians to be like, this is what's great for you. This is so good for you. This is so good for the environment. And then it turns out, you know, it was just all about money. I think we're going to reach a level where basically everything's just going to be out in the open and it's going to come down to this battleground, almost like the mo movie Idiocracy, where it's like the Taco Bell Highway or whatever. I'm for the Taco Bell Highway if it gets me to Taco Bell directly. Um, but this weird uh, libertarianism basically choose your avenue of commerce and it's all going to be competing. Maybe that's a better world, but maybe that's also the result of where we're going, where it's just corporations controlling everything and not the government. So I'm not sure where it's going. I just want people to be aware of what's happening and not, you know, try to force this on me because that's what you think is good for people. So when the governor of California says, you should be driving an electric car because it's better for you. And then they shut them, tell you to shut them off a week later. Or when he's saying, don't turn on your air conditioning, and he's wearing a fleece sweater because he's in air conditioning. I just want people really to be honest. And uh, one of the people, I, this is a, an amazing transition by myself. One of the people not being honest is the press secretary, you guys. Um, <laughs> and I wanted to bring this up because I know Laser works in, in 
in the southern states. And um, this now she's talking about the wall. She's blaming the Trump uh, administration for not finishing the wall. I just thought this was funny, too. Let's play that. Thank you, Karine. Um, over the weekend, the vice president said that the border is secure, but we're on track to close the fiscal year with two million encounters, breaking last year's record. Last month, in the last month alone, fentanyl seizures are up 200 uh, percent, and we're on pace to break that record also this year. So, how? Is the border secure? So uh, we see record seizures of, uh, of fentanyl uh, at the border. So we're actually catching uh, fentanyl before it enters the country. So that's how uh, we see that. Look, uh, as far as the border, we're taking unprecedented action. Uh, we had to to fix something that was broken, especially by the the last administration. We've secured record levels. This is what we have been able to do of funding for the, the, the Department of Homeland Security. Uh, remember, many Republicans uh, voted against that. Many of them who would like to invite me to the border have actually voted against that. Uh, we've made over 3,000 arrests as part of a first of its kind anti-smuggling campaign. We've installed border technology and set up set up joint uh, pr pr patrols with Mexico and Guatemala to catch traffickers. We've got Mexico uh, to agree to pay $1.5 billion uh, to improve border processing and security through smart proven border management solutions. And the president brought 20 world leaders together to collectively manage uh, mi migration flows across Western Hemisphere. Compare that to the Trump administration, which largely just tried to build a wall, an ineffective wall, uh, along the border and couldn't even finish that in four years, uh, we're certainly uh, doing a lot more to secure the border and could be doing even more if Republicans would stop their obstruction. That's it. See, I think what she's saying there is some good stuff. But the problem is, is that if you go back and look at her comments, she calls the wall racist and bigoted. Um, and now the uh, Biden administration is finishing the wall. So I don't know how she squares that away with the wall being bad, but we're actually finishing it. She also made fun of Trump for not getting Mexico to pay for things and uh, wanting to. It was bigoted of him to do that. And she's bragging about Mexico paying for things. So it's so confusing. And all of a sudden that the border being secure is a big deal again. And before it was like, you know, it, it's bad to stop people at the border. And now it's all of a sudden good to stop people at the border and they're bragging about it. It's very confusing. And the thing I wanted to ask you about laser is you being down south there, do you have any experience being at the border? Have you been in near border town, maybe just in your travels, any experience from being down in that region? Oh, yeah. Uh, I used to work in South Texas a few years, uh, about seven, eight years ago. Uh, and there'd be times where there'd be caravans of, you know, people and they'd come up to the rig and they just would want water, you know, like just been walking around the desert all day. However, they're getting in the country and just want water. And it's kind of sad. You look at it like, look, dude, I grew up in a predominantly Mexican community. I love the Mexican culture, Mexican people. Their food is spectacular. Mm -hmm. um, but like the thing I was saying, like, I remember distinctly. I don't watch the news that much anymore because it's just all fucking bad news. But like, I remember when Trump was in office and all they're talking about building the wall. I've never, and I can remember in my life, ever turned on the news and there was caravans, just droves of hundreds of thousands of people, like 
coming across the country, like trying to get through the border. I don't remember that ever being covered in any administration ever. And then they paint it as like this wall is racist and stuff like that. Like, look, I, I believe there should be a better system implemented, like how people can access to, to come into this country. I think more money and funding need to go into that, helping people get across the border in a legit safe way instead of putting people in the back of like cargo trucks and smuggling them in. I mean, it's endangerment life. So seeing that aspect of it, you know, there's, they should be more like focused on like the process of getting people legally here should be the, the number one concern. And, you know, keeping the drugs out and stuff. But, dude, a wall isn't going to keep nobody out. The cartel been digging under the ground forever. They don't care about no damn wall, you know. So I don't know. Brad, when we look at Canada and I always got to say like that in front of the American Canada, um, we face a an issue i think where we don't have nearly as many people coming towards the border but i think we disproportionately let more people in than is sustainable now the u.s is around a million the last time i checked canada's four hundred thousand a year but they have you know 10 times the population as we do down there in the u.s do you think and and this is also i'll preface it by backing it up by most polls about a third of canadians want a reduction in legal immigration as it is. Do you think there's a solution going forward? And what do you think is the reasoning in our country of Canada that they want to bring in uh, so many people every year? I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> probably elections. <laughs> um, I think that you, you know, if people are trying to uh, move from one place to another and they don't really have the means to do it, if you if you welcome them in, or maybe not even welcome them in, but, um, you know, sort of help them along. Um, I, I think that that goes a long way with, with how they're going to vote. I think that it always comes down to that at this point in time in our history, it comes down to elections and who you want. And um, it's kind of like here in America. I think that, uh, that you've got uh, just a broad swath of, of our country thinks a certain way but in major cities and big in big big pockets um you've got people that think another way and um i think most people have woken up to a lot of of the corruption and that they've got to start using other means to get those votes you know all right well i i think there's this uh, thing out there where especially in our government, they say we need to sustain our population for our economy. I would like to just see how it goes if we reduce it. I think the wages might go up. You know, all these things people say are, are, are fictional. They just refuse to try them. Under an Andrew presidency or prime ministership, we'll call it, we're going to we're gonna try to get the wages up. Uh, thank you guys both for being here. We've run out of time. Five, time August on, five times August on Twitter and YouTube. Go watch his music videos, listen to his stuff on everything. Uncle Laser, I'm just a huge fan. Uh, Instagram, and um, I know you've got a, a Twitter page that comedians are using less and less. Just go to his Instagram, uh, watch his content on YouTube, watch him when he's on Kill Tony. I can't wait to see you on there again. Anything you want to say, Laser, before we let you go? Uh, the floor is open to you to say whatever you want, rant. And if you don't want to, then that's fine, too. Yeah, you have to be vaccinated to get into Canada, huh? You do. You do. Um, and you do have like to. If I, if, like, even if for a day or two? Because, I mean... Uh, I mean, I'm waxed, but I'm not vaxxed, but I, there's a nice young lady up in Canada that I'm trying to come see, but 
apparently you got to be vaccinated. Now, is there any way around that? Y'all got some kind of wall I can climb over and get in there for a day or two? Or how does that work? You're going to have to try to drive through the same way um, I was planning to come to Texas, but you need to be double vaccinated to fly in as well as a non-citizen or non-immigrant. So I can't get in there either, but I believe driving in either direction is much easier. So if you want to take that 40-hour drive or whatever it is from, uh, I don't know if you're in Central or West Texas, uh, then you go right ahead, good sir. Yeah, it's about a four-day travel on horseback, so we'll see you boys soon. Give me a week or so. We'll be there. Set aside where they get to the stalling, house side where they get to the walking, no side for the people that's off in Rush Limbaugh, boy, you know that I'm talking, ayy. Rush Limbaugh, boy, you know that I'm talking, ayy. Look, Rush Limbaugh, boy, you know that I'm side. I don't trust a single soul inside. Need to euthanize, sit on their ass while they loot the guys. With their suits and ties, we rip them off with the strength of gods. If I see Nancy Pelosi or Kevin McCarthy, we fighting like Budokai. Yeah.